And we are live for the 39th episode of the Bronx Bomber Battle Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Loves Luigi, and tonight I'm with Andrew. Howdy, fam. <laughs> and I'm with G. Hey, what's up? Yeah, we're all here. It's uh, you know, Alex is isn't with this with us tonight, but he'll be back probably in the next couple shows. But hey, <laughs> the Yankees <laughs> Yankees had a great week of baseball, right? Uh despite Mother Nature trying to cut it short, or well, did cut it short, but Yankees went 4-1 and one this week. It was an all-AL East week. We're going to recap the week that was, talk about the Rays series, give out our player of the week, bullpen trust list, talk about Aaron Hicks' return, Luke Voigt getting out of a slump, Glaber going deep three times in the same day, all that we're going to get into. But guys, how are we doing? How are we doing on this Sunday night? I mean, we're in first place, man. You really can't complain yep. about that. A couple ugly games the last two days, but I mean, you look at the standings on Monday morning, and the New York Yankees are in first place in the American League East. It's it's beautiful. Uh, yeah, ugliness aside, I mean, they won most of their games this week, and they're in first place, so it's hard not to feel too bad. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's just go through this week real quick. Uh, you know, it's supposed to be just a normal three-game set against Baltimore Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right? But man, uh. Mother Nature really just messed everything up. Game gets rained out Monday, rained out Tuesday. So the Yankees were forced to play a uh, doubleheader Wednesday against the lowly Baltimore Orioles. Uh, the first game of the two was J-Hap versus Hess. Um, J-Hap, it was another uh, kind of mediocre start. Gives up a couple homers. Still goes five innings, five hits, three runs. But, you know, this this game and this day really was about Glaber Torres. Uh there was a lot of home runs this game. I think there was like six solo home runs in the first four or five innings. It was a, a little bit of a home run derby. But, yeah, Gary goes deep in the first. Mabin goes deep in the second. Glaber also goes deep in the second. And then Glaber just decides to go deep again in the fourth. Two homers on the day. Yanks win this one 5-3. The bullpen, the, Aaron Boone just decided to use the entire bullpen, really, the first game. Otto, Canely, Britton, Chappie, all were used. They shut it down. They get the win 5-3. Um... Yeah, just I, I don't think I've ever seen so many homers in a game with such a low score. I mean, the first, the first three or I think like seven, six of the first seven runs were solo home runs. Both teams were just hitting it out, but hey, no one on base, and you get a low scoring game. But at the end of the day, Hap gets his third win of the season. Um, he only had sixty four pitches thrown, but obviously he ran into some trouble in the sixth. They had to take him out. Um, yeah, it was it was a good game, right? And then game two, it was a little bit of Domingo Herman on the bunk against Andrew Kashner, and it was funny because Aaron Hicks was supposed to return Monday. It was supposed to be his first game, and then all of a sudden, for the first game Wednesday, he wasn't in the lineup because you know you understand you don't want him to play two games his first game back, eight full eighteen innings. That'd be a little bit a little dumb. Um, he didn't have a good game. His first game back only went 0 for 4, three strikeouts. But, man, Glaber Torres once again going deep in the fourth off Ka- off Andrew Kashner. We've said that a few times before. This was also a game where Luke Voigt got out of his slump. Uh, I believe he had three hits this game. He was, I think, 0 for his last 22 coming into this game. He had a big game. Uh, Herman, what can you say about the guy? Another phenomenal performance. Seven innings, six hits, one run, eight strikeouts. His ERA now two point four one, eight and one record. Britain to Chappie. Britain and Chappie, two appearances on the day. They they look great in both of them. Chappie gets two saves on the day. Yanks win three one. A little two game sweep of the last place Oreos. And 
guys, what was your what was your thoughts about this this day of baseball? I mean, dude, it's it's the Orioles. I mean, you know, it is it is anything the other than what happened. Um, the second game, they, I mean, you could say it's just the second game of doubleheader. Probably a little tired. Uh, they they surprisingly struggled against a guy um, in Andrew Kashner who isn't really that good. I mean, you look at his numbers. Actually, he's since we we put the hurt on him on opening day, he's pitched fairly well. I think his last five or six starts, his ERA was barely over three. Um, but I, I was a little surprised that they they struggled for some offense in the second game. Uh, but but all in all, it take two two wins uh, against the lowly Orioles. That's what you have to do, and that that's why we're sitting here. Um, most of you are going to listen to this on Monday. Uh, we're in first place, and it's because you got to take care of business. You know, we talked about it last year with the Red Sox. They always beat up on on the on the dog crap teams. Like that's what you got to do. So. Two wins. Uh, obviously, Glaber had an awesome day. Two home runs the first game, one in the second. Uh, it, you know, really, really nothing to complain about. Yeah, I mean, the Orioles are a bad team. I'm not going to belabor that point. But it's still nice to see players, like, start to play. And, um, like, start to play how we thought they were going to be playing. Like, Glaber, you know, really high in contention for rookie of the year. Hits a bunch, you know, hits three home runs on the day. That was really good. Chapman, Britain had good days. Like, I thought the thing that maybe was just a little bit annoying to me was um, Aaron Boone. I mean, we were commenting on like as it was happening, right? Aaron Boone, were like, there's no way, yeah. no way that he's going to, you know, take the guy out after five innings and ruin the whole bullpen in the first game, and then he did that. But I mean, it worked. No, out. the funniest thing was 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 hap- Did you guys? Um, I'm sure you guys saw the. Um, the comment he made post game, they interviewed him. They're like, "What'd you say when Boone took the ball away?" And, and Hap's like, "I just wanted to make sure he knew we had a doubleheader today," <laughs> which of course he did. But it's like, "What are you thinking, man? You got to preserve the bullpen just in case you need him in game too. I thought that was that was like a, a very human nature moment by Hap. And yeah, I said I mistakenly I was thinking of another game. He wasn't in trouble when he got taken out. I think he just faced the lefty, got the strikeout, and then Boone took him out. So right. he definitely could. I was thinking of something else, but he definitely. And the inning went. before, he he got three outs in like seven yeah, pitches. So yeah, he, the so, end of that mm-hmm. appearance, he was really good. Yeah, you know, like it's one of those things where it worked out. But like I said, I mean, they really just emptied that bullpen in the first game, and it was you know did its job. You got the win. You, you said all right, and you know you saw you had to use Zach Britton and Chapman again. Uh, like for an inning, and they were they were fine. They were great. You know, Ch- Chappie gets two saves on the day, so that's that's always nice. But Boone's yeah, def- definitely a, a bit of a risk, especially. I mean, look, Herman. I think he do- he did that because Herman was starting the next game, and Herman's just been so awesome this year, like he was again uh, Wednesday night. But man, if he he has a blow up start, two three innings. I mean, you're looking at uh, you know Nestor Cortez day, which we we saw today on Sunday it worked out. But you, you never want those days. No, I mean, Boone, like, he's had a lot of good moments, and we've given him, you know, some credit for things this year, but that was, you know, he reverted, I feel like, to to last year's Aaron Boone for, like, for a a couple hours there where he just put them in a really tight spot where he didn't really need to. You know, actually, I would kind of disagree with that. I think last year he would do what we were almost calling for, which is ironic in its own right that we wanted him to do stuff that we crucified him for last year, but we – kind of got on Boone a lot last year for not going for the wins and kind of, you know, trying to win every game. And he definitely went for that win mm-hmm. in the first game. Like, you don't know what you're going to get in the second game, but he's like, I'm not I'm not fucking around in this game. I'm going to get the win right now. Whatever happens tonight, we'll worry about it then. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's move on to the Tampa series. Uh, the second back-to-back weekends facing the Rays. Uh, 
battle for this, you know, this, you come into this series within striking distance of gaining first place from the Rays and started off Friday night with a matchup with CC Sabathia versus bullpen day for the Rays. Uh, we all know the Yankees struggled a bit with that and that trend pretty much continued right throughout most of this game. Uh, CC Spike ended to a little bit of trouble here and there. Six innings, six hits, one run, two walks, four strikeouts. Let a Pasola homer in the fourth, but that was it. Um, Kendrick Morales gets his first home run as a Yankee. The ball traveled approximately 800 feet. Um, it was an absolute tank to right field. It was. It says 417 feet. That number is clearly wrong. I refuse to believe that ball didn't travel more than 500 feet. But this, you know, this one was looking pretty bleak late. Uh, you know. Uh, Chad Green comes in, doesn't pitch well. Uh, we thought he was back on track. We were wrong. Uh, gives up an RBI double. Then uh, Kiermaier, Kiermaier gets an infield single. Uh, error by Torres. Run scores. It's 3-1 going into the ninth inning. And all of a sudden, the rally Yankees. Luke Voigt, bomb to right center. Solo shot makes it 3-2. Then, you know, the Yanks rally, get runners on. Estrada scores in a wild pitch to tie the game. And, man, who else? Who else with the walk-off other than Gio Urshela? The, the Yank, the team MVP, the the brightest, like the best Yankee story of the year, arguably. The guy just continues to rake. Rakes a ball over the center fielder's head. Frazier scores. Yankees win. First place on Game of Thrones night. What what a game. What a night. Um <sighs> Just obviously, it's this was a like this was the classic Yankee game where, I mean, the whole time it was looking like you know, they were gonna lose, right? I mean, even when it was one to one, it was kind of just the, the offense wasn't doing anything. You had that one home run, and you know, just the the bullpen. The was uh, Torino's pitched four and two thirds innings. Like we were getting hits off them, but just couldn't get any runs. It, it was just a really frustrating game. The Chad Green just. You know, doing Chad Green things, but yeah. they they come away with the win. And man, you can't say enough about Gio Urshela. Just incredible. The guy, just we all know about his glove. We can't say enough about his glove. But man, he's been one of the best hitters too. Just uh, clutch hit after clutch hit. I mean, you just love to see it. Yeah, dude. I mean, something about the damn Rays bullpen days we we just constantly struggle for and i know like when you look at ryan stanick he pitched in the third game of the series on sunday couldn't throw a strike they did what they had to do against it but for whatever reason when he comes into the first inning first and second inning whatever just i mean he gave up that that moonshot to morales but that was it like and then they had um forget the name of the pitcher came in the, the bulk guy and he just shut him down the whole way um just i it, it was an incredibly frustrating game for most of the night then he had the rain delay and they kind of got their shit in order when they came back. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean that up to this point was probably you would have to say the best win of the year because of the implications. I mean, it put them in first place. Yeah, back to back weekends where the Yankees and the Rays have gotten delayed, and the Yankees have come back and scored multiple rounds and either won the game or put the game away. Right. Very Especially interesting. Off of uh, Alvarado, <laughs> who's got super nasty stuff. Yeah, it was Stanek, Chirinos, Colorec, Castillo, and Alvarado. Yeah, Yanni Chirinos, that was the guy I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they were showing the stats. And obviously, the, the Rays team ERA is much higher after they gave up uh, 13 runs on Sunday. But coming into that game, I think it was 279 tops in the AL. I mean, man, they have a top to bottom. They have a phenomenal pitching uh, staff. They really do. And, 
You know, you, you really can't blame them for going bullpen days because you see what they could do. They could just shut, you know, shut a team down over mm-hmm. nine innings with multiple guys. And look, they, you know, they had one of their guys go like almost five innings. So it's pretty much like you're having the guy, one guy is still going, giving you five, six innings. And then you just, you know, piece it together from there. But yeah, I mean, the Yankees, I mean, look, the Yankees bullpen, honestly, in the series was like the main guys were pretty good. You know, obviously Chad Green. It's we'll talk about Chad Green more when it comes to bullpen trust lists. He's uh, I don't think he's. I don't think not he's. Sure, have I'm not good. sure how much we'll talk about. Chad yeah, Green not not lately. Yeah. <laughs> um, on would a Saturday, qualify, uh, go on, G. Would go today on, G. qualify as the Yankees' first quote unquote big inning of the uh, of the season? On Sunday, um, I think they've had some other big innings, but I, that might be the most runs they've scored in an inning. But let's move on. What's crazy to, uh, too is they had like five walks in that inning too. Like, how often do you see that? Like a team that just absolutely they, they, blew yep. up. Yeah, uh, it was especially a bullpen like that, right? It's yeah. they were they couldn't couldn't find couldn't find the zone. Um, Saturday's game, this was a uh, pretty damn boring game to be real. You know, Blake Snell versus Tanaka. Uh, I think that's the second time they've matched up this week. Both guys are pretty damn good. Uh, Snell, Yankees got six hits off him, but only one run. Nine straight. It came off a uh, wild pitch. Um, Tanaka, phenomenal. Six innings, three hits, no runs, no walks, six strikeouts. He gets taken out after six. Tommy Canley comes in, who has been awesome all year. Gives up a solo shot to uh, Brandon Lau. One-one game. The Yankees. Pretty much, you know, use most of their bullpen in this one. Britain gets an inning. Chappie gets an inning. Holder gets an inning. They all do their job. But, you know, Luis Sessa reverting back to his old waves. Gives up the homer to Meadows in the 11th. 2-1 raise. They'd win this one. Um, look, it's one of those. We t- we've talked about this so many times before. There's going to be games where this lineup is just going to kind of lay an egg. And this was one of those games, especially with a guy like Blake Snell on the hill who seems to be finding his form a bit. Um, the Rays' bullpen was just locked down. I think the Yankees got one hit or two hits off of the Rays' bullpen over five innings. It was it was a tough one to watch. And the Yankees ultimately, you know, they're only loss of the week, so you'll live with it. But they ultimately come up short in this one. Um, then the rate, you know, the Rays got some damn good young hitters, man. Uh, it's, we all knew about their pitching, but they got some boppers too. It's they're, they're a pretty scary team. You know what? What, what really got me in in the second game in the series was how lifeless the bats looked in like the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what was it? Was it the tenth inning when uh, the Rays owner was the eleventh? I, I, I don't remember. But um, Luke Voigt let off with the single. And then you had Hicks 3-1, and, you know, on the heels of the Friday Night Walk-Off, you're thinking, like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, it's going to happen again, and it just didn't materialize. Yeah. But I don't know, like, where you guys feel on that? Like, in that moment, you're like, this is this is about to happen again two nights in a row? But, yeah, it just, it just wasn't, it wasn't there, you know? Like, especially yeah. with – because Hicks, at that point, he had two hits on the day, you know? So, he you know, he was having a good day, but, yeah, I mean, get – this was a rough game for Gary Sanchez. He was 0 for 5 with four strikeouts. And the, his last, the only at-bat he didn't strike out was his last at-bat, which he grounded into a game-ending double play. And I think they said it was the first guy to have that stat line, I think, since A-Rod, and like a few years ago. So not great day for Gary, especially after he's just been raking, so, hitting so well. But, you know, that's just the way it rolls. But, yeah, I mean, this... 
this might have been the most boring game. Like when your only run of the game is scored on a wild pitch, you, you just know that it was there were some brutal at bats mixed in that game. Um, you know, something actually also to uh, like of note for the game, uh, Tanaka technically left with an injury. Yeah, he, he uh, got he got hit on the sh- yeah. Thanks for mentioning that, G. Because yeah, he got hit with the ground ball on the shin. Um, they said that the X-rays came back. That you know, just some inflammation. That he should make his next start, but you, you never know. He I think he's scheduled to start next on Thursday during the day. So we'll see if he makes his next start. Definitely something to keep an eye on. But goddamn, it's still like the, the last thing this team could afford is to lose their top three pitchers. They've already lost Sevy and pa- Sevy for the ha- first half of the year, and Paxton for his last few starts. Well, here's the thing with, with Tanaka. If I mean, it's not the kind of injury that he's going to miss a start. If anything, they'll just push him back a day or two, and then he's right. usually good on extra recs. So they may have the bullpen day one more time. But I don't think he's going to miss a start. He may just get pushed back in the rotation, and then he'll have probably a pretty mean splitter when he does pitch. So yeah, right. Yeah, Tanaka, not, I, to not, I don't have the numbers in front of me, obviously, but Tanaka on, like, five-plus days of rest is pretty damn filthy. So, yeah. I think that was, like, super annoying about that. Um I guess in the context of the game was that he, you know, he was pitching really well and then, you know, left with the injury. And although he's been great, Tommy Canley gave, came in right afterwards and gave up the home run. So, like, Tanaka was, if I remember correctly, in pretty good shape that he probably wouldn't have been able to pitch a seventh, and who knows what would have happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, and even if the game goes extras anyway, then, like, you're pushing everything back one or two innings. And then if, if it does get to Sessa and he does still – kind of implode then i mean you're talking about like the 13th inning at that point it's kind of like well i mean we give the offense ample opportunity um so it does obviously it, it pushes everyone up a couple innings in the bullpen and that's kind of why they they burn through everything pretty early mm-hmm. absolutely um let's go to the rubber match sunday's game a matinee it was charlie morin versus bullpen day aka chad green and I got some bad news for you folks. Chad Green gave up an, another couple homers. Um, <laughs> you know, Kiermaier and Adams both going deep. But Yankees got to run in the first with a Kendrys Morales single. Um, it was it was looking bleak early on, right? It was, the Yankee Brett Gardner hits a two run shot in the second to put the Yanks back up three two. But you know, Nestor Cortez Jr. He was in there and look, he he's obviously got a lot of work to do, but he battled through four innings, right? But goes up the three run homer. In the third, it yanks down 5-3. Morton's in there, but Yanks did pretty well against Morton. They got him out after four. Aaron Hicks in the fourth inning hit, gets his first homer of the season, a two-run bomb to right center. Um, and then, <laughs> then in the sixth inning, the Yankees, they got not one, but two runs. Two runs on bases loaded walks. Luke Voigt and Kendrys Morales. And, uh, you know, Glaber gets the infield RBI infield single. Tyro Estrada, bases clearing double. The Yankees end up scoring seven runs in the inning because um, Brett Gardner would follow up with an RBI double. DJ LeMay, who homers in the seventh. Chance Adams gets a save. Adam Adovino gets the win for getting approximately one out. It's a 13-5 win for the Yankees. They win the series. They take four of five this week, four of six from the Rays this week, uh, or in the last two weeks, I should say. And they're in first place. They they were in first place after Friday, lost the first place lead after Saturday, and they find themselves back in first place after Sunday's game. Only by a half game. But nevertheless, 28-17 and 17, with this many injuries and this many 
just this many, I mean, even with your bullpen, so many guys just having blow-ups, like, you know, a.k.a. Chad Green, a guy you relied on coming into the year. Just the way this team's battled is just incredible. But, yeah, I mean, gee, you were talking about it. I, I think that might have been the most runs they've scored in an inning this year. They, maybe they had an inning where they scored more runs in that uh, game early on against Baltimore where they scored 15 runs. But I think this was the third time the Yankees scored more than 12 runs this season. It was the second highest run total of the year. And against, you know, against the best pitching staff in the AL, uh, it's nothing, nothing, you know, 11 earned runs off a great pitching staff. Just phenomenal game. You, and you get to save your bullpen. You score seven runs in the sixth inning. You don't have to use your top guys in your bullpen, especially with a full four-game set coming up this week. You know, you usually have an off day Monday, but not this week. But guys, what we, give me your give me your kind of recap, almost your thoughts of this series against the Rays. I mean, they did what they had to do. Um, I mean, there's no shame in, in going out and, and losing to the reigning AL Cy Young winner. Uh, on Saturday, I, I think more aggravatingly is that our pitcher went went toe to toe with him, and mm-hmm. we had an opportunity to win that game and didn't. But I mean, this is what they got to do. They keep chunking off series wins. You take two or three against, um, you know, coming into the series, the the top team in the division. Uh, they've now won four of the last six games against Tampa over the last like ten days. I mean, they they did exactly what they had to do, and it was nice to see the offensive explosion to kind of just put the cherry on top mm-hmm. uh, late Sunday afternoon. Just save your bullpen, man. Get to use a guy like Chance Adams. Like that, that just goes such a long way. Uh, I'm not sure if it – I mean, I don't think it makes a tremendous difference really, like early season versus late. But the Yankees right now just seem more prepared to play against these teams than they did maybe at the beginning of last season. And um, I mean, gee, but let, let's be real though. Why you mean these teams? I mean, the Rays are a damn good team. Like the Rays well, I mean, are no, like yeah, like the the, the good teams. Okay, I, I, I thought like you meant the bad. Teams. I thought you meant the bad teams for a second. No, that you know, we talked. Okay, yeah, I just wanted yeah, to clarify so Yankees, that. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I feel like they're they seem more prepared to play against these good teams mm-hmm. now. And I think, I mean, it's hard to say, right? Who's quote unquote better? But I think the Yankees are a better team than the Rays, and. um you know, they have a feather in the cap that they get to add back a bunch of bats if all goes well, a bunch of arms and all that stuff. So that's good. I mean, I just uh, – they took care of business. They had a really good shot to win all these games, and the only one they lost was to basically the Cy Young Award winner. So mm-hmm. hard to feel too bad about that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, right now, like this team, like, you know, currently with all the injuries, the Rays probably are a bit better of a team than the Yankees. But fully healthy, the Yankees are a much better team than the Rays. But – the Rays are no joke, man. Like that's that's a pitching staff that you, you just do not want to face over like a five or seven game series in October. I mean, they like Snell and Morton. Like that's a pretty devastating one two punch. I know Morton wasn't a wasn't great today, but he's been pretty damn good this season, and I trust that guy to be pretty pretty tough to hit down the stretch too. Yeah, and they get Glasnow back in a month, who was mm-hmm. had yeah. you know, had the best year. Who was probably yeah, exactly? Who was probably like the AL Cy Young winner through the first yeah. first, uh, month and a half. So, yeah, um, let's just give – let's go into our player of the week. This isn't player of the week. and just player of the week, the five-game five game week. Um, I'm going to go with a bullpen guy. I'm going to go with a Roldis Chapman. Uh, he had three appearances, uh, two saves. On each of his appearances, he had two strikeouts. His velocity, I think he was hitting 101 in some of those games, like 100 in another one. He just looks really good, man. He really – like, look, knock on wood, obviously, but – Really hasn't had like that blow up outing. Yeah, he's given up a home run here and there, but that, you know that's gonna happen, right? It's, you live with that. But he he's been awesome. Um, 
spoiler alert, might move him up my bullpen trust list. A little sneak peek at that. But, yeah, I mean, he, he's my player of the week. He was getting two saves in the same day, um, looking dominant and, you know, just as dominant in the second outing as he did the first. He gets my play- – Chappie gets my player of the week. For me, I'm going to go with Glaber Torres. Um, I mean, mostly uh, on the back of what he did in the doubleheader on Wednesday with the three home runs. But, of course, he also – um, had the big hit uh, on Friday night during the walk-off. I mean, he I, – I know Sterling kind of thought the ball was gone. Hey, <laughs> yep, you guys hear that I call? was listening to that. Like, hey, one-hop the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that was big because that put, what, runners on, on second and third? Uh, mm-hmm. It gave him a chance to come, you know, to, to come back and, like, hey, I mean, let me put ducks uh, <laughs> on the pond for, for Gio. Yeah, and I'm going to go with Gio Urshela because, you know, I mean, the he had that awesome walk-off hit and, uh, you know, the fairy ca- uh, fairy tale continues for that. But especially when we got the news this week that Miguel Andujar was going to be uh, having the surgery and he's going to be gone. Like, you know, maybe once Didi comes back, you get to throw DJ over there, um, you know, here and there. But Gio Urshela is going to be a part of the roster, I feel like, for a good while and – he had a couple multi-hit games. He had the, the game-winning RBIs, and he's still playing awesome defense. And uh, hope that he's not feeling too uncomfortable after his incident today. <laughs> yeah, or, or Shella got his hit in the incident. <laughs> the, the cojones. Um, you know, he Boone said he was okay. Like Kay and O'Neill were talking to Boone like right after it happened. He said he's okay. You know, he was Boone was saying it, it hurts anytime you get hit there, <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, look, Urshel at this point, you know, obviously we didn't even mention that the Andujar news. Yeah, he's having the surgery out for the year. Like, look, it's like we expected it with Andujar, right? I think that's what we were saying. That's that's what almost I was hoping for because I kind of knew that he was going to come back and not be 100%. You know, just get the surgery. You're still young. But, yeah, I mean, Gio Urshel is this team's third baseman. Uh, it's it's pretty clear. The guy's been so damn good. It's he, it's his spot. And, you know, when Andujar's healthy, when he's back, then, then they'll worry about that. But right now, it's it's Gio Urshela's hot corner. Um, guys, anything else about your player of the week? No. Well, no, I guess no, no. not. I mean, I mean, I, you know what? I'll, I'll tack on for, for Glaber. He made that, that slick play in the ninth inning mm-hmm. today. I mean, that, that was that was smooth as hell. Yeah, he, his defense has been pissing me off a bit lately. You know, he's made, he made a bad error in the uh, Friday game, mm-hmm. that ladder round score. But, yeah, he, he definitely makes those smooth, slick p- plays. But on to what pissed us off this week. Um, I'll start it off. And, I mean, you know, I hate when there's just not a lot of Yankees baseball during a week. And we didn't have Yankees baseball Monday. We didn't have Yankees baseball Tuesday. We didn't have Yankees baseball Thursday. And it was because of, because of the rain. New York got pounded with rain Monday and Tuesday. No games. And, you know, I just don't understand how all these new stadiums don't have retractable roofs. I understand that people are old-timers. They want the, you know baseball to be played outside, blah, blah, blah. But... God damn! Like how? Like I'm so sick of rain delays. It's so easily avoidable. You have a retractable roof when there's rain in the forecast. You put the damn roof up and you play baseball. It's so simple. All new stadiums should have retractable roofs for a game played outside. I I just don't get it. Like rain. Like you know, just it sucks for people. You know, a lot of people only go to one or two games a year. And what if the one or two games you're going to gets rained out? And I like, oh, you get a rain check. You get tickets to another game. But a lot of times people can't go to those other games or people just don't have time. So. That's what pissed me off this week. 
every stadium should have a retractable roof. Rainouts shouldn't be a thing. We're in 2019. There's si- there's science for this, people. Especially when you pay a billion dollars for this. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's the a thing. You're you're spending so much goddamn money on these stadiums anyway. Put a damn retractable roof on it. It's so simple. I don't understand. But what am I? I'm just a podcast host. Uh, for me, I'm going to say um, Boone's bullpen management. And, and admittedly, he did a, a lot of good things, um, namely the Saturday game that we lost. I, I thought he, he managed that game pretty well. And, you know, you can get on him for, for throwing out uh, Luis Sessa to get the home run. But, like, who else was he going to go to? You're you going to go to Chance Adams, who may have had to start today. Didn't, but, like, you never know. Um, you're going to go to Chad Green, who gave up two runs the night before. And there weren't really a lot of options. And he said that he did want to keep Ottavino for today's game, which, of course, he did play a pivotal role. Um, we talked about it earlier in the show, but everything he did in that doubleheader that first game, um, that, that was just so, so mind-boggling. I mean, it worked out well. They won both games, but I, I don't like the idea of taking the hand, taking the ball out of the hand of your starter who's gone five and a third with, what, 64 pitches. They're in pretty good shape. They're facing the worst team in the, in the division, um, second or third worst team in all of baseball, I mean, you don't need to burn all your arms. And again, it worked out well. And he kind of just relied on the fact that Domingo was going to go out and throw another gem, which he did. But I don't like the the assumption aspect in that. Uh, for, I guess I was going to have kind of a two-parter since they're both really minute. But my first one was uh, that the Yankees had to face Blake Snell twice in one week. Even though they won one of those games, he struck out everything that moved in that game, which was really annoying to watch. And the other one was um, Aaron Boone not having Kendrick Morales in the lineup yesterday. And, I mean, that was an absolutely horrible game to watch. It was boring. They scored one run in 11 innings. And I know he did it to give Gary Sanchez a half a day off, but, like, he didn't even give him a pinch hit or anything. Like, especially with Clint Frazier struggling now, too, like, they needed – Something in the lineup, especially the second half of yesterday's game, and Kendrys Morales, I feel like could have maybe at least provided a decent at bat when there weren't any to be had. Yeah, I I could agree with that. Um, you know, especially after he after he hit a nine hundred foot home run, right? It should automatically qualify for the lineup. But yeah, uh, you know, that that's what pissed us off this week. That was our player of the week. That was the recap of the week. Um. Guys, we have our bullpen trust list ready because it is Sunday. Ready for it. Yeah, start it up, man. All right, so last week I had Adovino first, Canely second, Chappie third, Britton fourth, Chad Green fifth. Um, Chad Green is off my list. He's 15th, actually. He's behind some tr- guys in AAA at the moment. Um, Nestor Cortez is way ahead of him. But <laughs> and my, uh, my list for this week will be – I'll have Holder at five just because you know, I have to have a guy at five. I'll, I'll put Holder there. He, he's been fine. Zach Britton will stay at four. He's He's been awesome this week. I'll let G break down some of his numbers because G didn't have him on last week, which was just pretty <laughs> inexplicable. But anyways, uh, yeah, Zach Britton's been just pitching great. But I'll still have him fourth because Can- I'll have Canely third. I, um I had him second last week. The home It's not even him. You know, He gave up the solo home run. That didn't bother me. Um, it's just the fact that the guy ahead of him, Aroldis Chapman, has just been so phenomenal. I have Chappie, too. Um, I wanted to put him one, but I just still, like, in terms of trust, I still just can't put Chapman one. He's still just too much of a loose cannon on out there. Like, I, I still got to have him, too. 
Still have Adovino one. I've had Adovino for everyone on my list. I'm gonna keep him there. Yeah, he'll walk a guy here and there, but he's got he's just he's unhittable. Like eight out of ten times he comes out, like no one's touching him. His stuff's just so nasty. He's one so Adovino, Chappie, Canely, Britton, Holder for me this week. All right. Um it's been a few weeks since since I gave my I believe I had <laughs> last um Chapman, Canely, Adovino. Britain Holder maybe was the four. Um, Sounds about right. I, I think that does it. Um, I'm going to keep Chapman at number one. Um, I had him before. He kind of went out and just shoved this week. Um, so there's no reason to take him out of the top spots. Um, and then shooting all the way up to second, I have Zach Britton. I mean, again, we're going to leave it to Gene again to the numbers, but like <laughs> he absolutely has found his groove. And, and he, he's pushing Kingley out of the number two spot. Kingley at three, not because he gave up the home run. Uh, on on Saturday, I mean, I don't even think that was a bad pitch. I, he yeah. is moving down a spot simply because Zach Britton forced his way that far up my list. Um, I have Ottavino all the way at four. I, I his numbers are good, but recently he kind of just nibbles a lot and kind of is a little bit like Sonny Gray. I mean, not Sonny Gray. Gray How but dare I mean, like, you? Yeah, I, it just it <laughs> seems like he's it seems he does like he nibble has a lot. Too good he does. of stuff. And, and I don't know why a guy with that good stuff has to nibble. Even that you look at that strikeout to Austin Meadows here, the base is loaded. I mean, that slider was hung. It was right in the middle of the place. And it moves a lot. So Meadows missed it missed it by a good chunk because it's a good pitch. But the placement of it was terrible. Um, and then I'll put Holder at five. Uh, yeah, so I'm crawling back with my tail between my legs a little bit because Uh-oh. I did not have Britain on my list last week and i'm not saying he's like shooting all the way up to one but he's going to be on the list and i'll I'll give him i'll give you some numbers in a minute but my list i'm making a a slight change at the top um since i've had chapman on one on the top on one week and i had uh canely on top last week but i'm going to put chapman up there because he's just been so awesome he had a couple saves um you know over the double header and he even came in in a tie game yesterday, and, you know, I always have my heart in my throat when that happens, and he pitched a fine inning. He was sitting 100 on the gun in the stadium. That was really cool. Like, Chapman's been awesome this year. Uh, Canely, I guess I'll I'll ding him just, you know, a little bit for the uh, for the home run. And uh, But him and Chapman are basically my 1 and 1A at this point. Uh, Adovino stays at 3 because he's just got such nasty stuff, and he's been really good after that little blip. And you know, a couple weeks ago, uh, so I'm going to put Britain in here at four because you know he wasn't on the list, and I had you know Holder and I had Green after he had the one really good outing, but Green's off, and I can't imagine he'll be back on anytime soon. Uh, Zach Britton, his last seven games as of yesterday, he didn't pitch today on Sunday, but his last seven games as of yesterday afternoon, uh, seven and a third innings, nine Ks, four hits, and a zero ERA. So. You know, based solely on the, uh, you know, that's an awesome, awesome stretch. And he's a hell of a pitcher. He has a really, you know, really good body of work in his career. So we know he can be that caliber pitcher, and he could damn sure move up the list again if he keeps pitching like this. And Holder's going to go in there at five because, you know, he's been mostly all right. So, and he's been better than Chad Green. He he has been better than Chad Green, and you know Sessa losing that game Saturday. (laughs) Sessa losing that game Saturday, kind of. I mean, his his Sessa's numbers are still overall like decent. I think he still has a lower ERA than Holder, but 
Sessa I'll was still like, take Holder over Sessa. Sessa was like hovering in the uh, like you know he could sort of like weasel his way into a fifth spot on one of these, mm-hmm. except you know before yesterday anyway. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But overall, honestly, the bullpen, you know, these guys are starting to find it. Still haven't gotten Batances back, obviously, but man, but. Britain, like really, Britain. I, I love watching Britain pitch. Like that sinker is, might be the nastiest pitch in the Yankees bullpen. It's either his, it's either Britain's sinker or Adovino's slider. Like both those pitches are just when they're on, they're just unhittable. It's you know ninety six mile. Hey, don't don't like that. take anything away from from Canley's changeup. That pitch is gross. Canley's too. changeup is gross too. Um, oof, but, oof. I mean, like Britain's. You know, we all know about Britain's sinker from you know the year, the unbelievable year, yeah, with the Orioles, but. Yeah, I mean that thing. You know, not, like, it's really like a sinker, and then he has like the two seamer. And you know, they were talking about on the broadcast the other night. Like, man, imagine if he just threw a straight fastball. Like, he could probably you know hit ninety nine consistently, but all that movement at ninety five, ninety six is just so tough to hit. Like, that's tougher to hit than just a straight fastball. That's maybe a few miles per hour faster with all that movement. Um, yeah, that was our bullpen trust list. We'll have our next edition next week. Um, guys, let's wrap up the show talking about this four game set this week. Against the Oreos, hey, uh, we've literally only played the Rays and the Oreos the last two weeks. Um, it's it's kind of weird. We've went <laughs> three against the Rays, four against the Oreos, or we're supposed to be four against the Oreos. There's only two, then three against the Rays. Now another four against the Oreos. It's it's an ALE type of stretch here, but you know, yeah. After fo- this after this week, we're gonna face Baltimore what twelve times. And Toronto zero times. That's yeah, so yeah, weird. You know, we faced Tampa six times, uh, Baltimore 12 times, the Red Sox I think twice, and yeah, no, we don't play the Blue Jays until June 4th. So going to have a lot of Toronto from June to September, I'll tell you that. Um, the pitching matchups for this week against the Orioles, uh, we have Hap versus Kashner on Monday night, Tuesday night Herman versus Hess, CeCe versus Straley on Wednesday, and then we have supposed to have Tanaka versus Bundy on Thursday, but obviously time will tell. See if Tanaka makes that start. Um yeah, you know, the Oreos have been awful. They are they're the worst team in the AL currently. Them it's them and the Royals and they have one less win than the Royals. Um yeah, uh, I think we've seen enough of the Oreos to you know to know what to expect from them. Bad pitching. Uh they'll have they'll have some games where their their bats are going and they're scoring runs, but Man, they're, I just can't get over how bad their pitching is, like, year after year. Like, it's, like, the same thing every year with them. Like, now they just kind of have a bad team. Like, years past, like, they would have a good offense and just terrible pitching. Now it's just kind of bad offense and terrible pitching. But what, what, are, we, what are we expecting from this four-game set in Baltimore? Win three. That, that, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Not I, so I think I have to go for three games. Not so much as, like, uh, I think they will this and that. Like they should legitimately win at least three of these games. Mm-hmm. I mean, Herman versus Hess is is a game that screams out to me. Like, there's no way you should lose that game. Yeah. Um, I mean, Hap Cashner is kind of a toss up. I think they're, you know, similar. You know, where, where they're going right now. Um, and, and but any of you just comes down to the bullpen. I mean, that gives us an advantage in every game. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, take three out of four. If you get more awesome, if they split. Uh, we're going to be unhappy next week. It's funny because, like, the Yankees faced Hess and Kashner on Wednesday, and now they're going to face them on Monday and Tuesday. So that should help, right? Uh, you know, especially Kashner, who pitched pretty well on Wednesday night. You know, he got the loss, but overall had had a nice start. So 
see if the Yankees could tag him up. Um, is it at all possible that Paxton is ready by the end of this road trip? Like, I think they said something to that effect that he's close. But they said quite. they said he might. You know, he might make a start in Kansas City over the weekend, but. Mm-hmm. I, I'd expect them back um, probably against either San Diego or Boston that uh, next week um, at home. I, I don't I don't know if he's gonna gonna make a start. Kansas City would be a good team, you know, to make a first, you know, to come off the uh, IL. It, just Kansas City's the perfect team to face, but I'm not sure if he's gonna be ready by then. Hopefully, he is. Um, good to have Aaron Hicks back. I'll say that had a nice home run today. Um, it. <laughs> yeah, he did, absolutely pimped it off Morton. Um, Guys, uh, anything else we want to talk about before we wrap it up here? Uh, I mean, they had a good week, and God bless the Orioles because I'd be totally fine playing <laughs> them for another two weeks isn't, after this. Isn't that great when you say, all right, who are we playing next week? Oh, four games set against the Orioles? Well, don't mind if I do. That, that sounds great because – Hey, the Yankees all of a sudden this year they're they're playing good against bad teams, right? That it's it's still early, still a lot of time to for that to change, but so far so good. They're taking care of the shitty teams, which is something they just couldn't do last year and they still won 100 games shockingly, but yeah, you, you got to beat up on the you got to beat up on the teams that are already 16 games below 500 in the middle of May, right? It's as simple as that. <laughs> But that'll be it. Um, we're going to have our first quarter of the year show probably sometime in the next couple of days. Be on the lookout for that. Um, you know, the Yankees going to be on the road this weekend. The Orioles and Royals, two, two subpar teams, right? Two teams that they should both handily beat. But, you know, you, it, you never know with baseball, right? So, for Luigi, for G, for Andrew, this was the Bronx Bomber Battle Podcast. And we'll see you guys next time.